Hello and welcome to the Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald for your ears. I am joined by World Herald prep recruiting expert Mike Sodder, and we have an extra special guest, one of our favorite guests here today, World Herald do-it-all Mike Patterson, our utility guy. I mean, you're the horse racing historian, the baseball guru, and in fall, you cover high school volleyball. How are you doing today? That's right. Good, Jake. Thanks for having me on. And, And expert is aggressive. Oh, I don't think so. I, I think it's I think it's a little understated myself. <laughs> Expert terminology is probably much. But anyway, thanks, Mike, for coming. I'm excited to talk about some volleyball stuff. So, and you do some football too, right? 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 So every Friday night, you'll see me on that sideline or Ron Colley box as many Ron Colley games as possible. Right? That's right. Ron Colley <laughs> grad class of well, I won't go. Into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here. Coming off a busy summer and spring of Legion and high school baseball, um, but you're going to open the notebook for high school volleyball for us. Um, and to recap, people, get them caught up. The 2018 champs: Millard North, Omaha Scott, Wahoo. Blue Hill, Fremont Bergen, and BDS. Um, and let's just start off there. How many repeat champs do you think we'll have? Oh, wow. Let's see. Out of that six, Jake, you know, if you get maybe half repeating, that's mm-hmm. that's really something. Um, of the six teams you mentioned, I know the most about Class A, Millard North. I would definitely give them a shot at uh, repeating. They've got two first-team All-Staters coming back. And, uh, of course, Omaha, Omaha Scott in Class B. Uh, going one for the thumb this year. I think they've won the last four <laughs> mm. Class B state titles. So I would say those two, and I'm going to take it a little further and go see one Wahoo. All, all three of those teams have uh, a lot of firepower coming back. Um, you know, C2 on down, a little bit more of a question mark. But uh, A, B, and C1, I'd feel fairly confident in saying each one of those teams has a really good shot. Who's the biggest challenge in A, do you think? Well, I mean, it's still pretty miller north is probably like you said the favorite but who's who's going to challenge them the most this year i mean you have marions and all the papios and right but well you just said it mike i I think papio is the team that is going to challenge millard north and uh you know they're going to have a new coach this year john savela he's uh been a head coach before at burke and uh He's married to the former head coach at Papio, uh, Kristen Lebeda Savela. He's been an assistant at Papio before, really knows his stuff. So I think he's really going to do a good job in his first year as head coach. Uh, the Monarchs have a lot of firepower coming back. Um, Nora Sis, mm-hmm. Creighton recruit, really big hitter on the outside. Uh, Chloe Pascal, another really good hitter. She doesn't have quite the size, but uh, between those two, I think they combined for about a thousand kills last year. So we got those two coming back, got their setter coming back and Brooklyn Schramm and uh, got a girl named Erica Broin, who I believe had about a hundred blocks last year. So you got those four players coming back and, and a, a really good coach. Um, I, I think maybe any other year I might start them. Number one, I haven't hashed out my ratings yet, mm-hmm. but um I'm guessing Millard North and Papio are both going to be up there very high in the first ratings. And then in B, Scott and Duchenne kind of came along as uh, last year and last couple of years. They've been pretty good. Right. Anyone else in B that could challenge or, or challenge Scott for that title again? Well, here's the thing about Scott. Obviously, they're going to be really good again mm-hmm. this year, but uh, – you know, their best player, Lindsey Krause, yeah, is, is going to be away from the team for a little while because she she's uh, good enough to be on a USA national team. 
So she might miss, you know, maybe the first fourth, one-third of the season, mm-hmm. something like that. Of course, she was slowed last year by a thumb injury. I think she only ended up with 200 and some kills, but still. Oh, only, like, only 200 kills. <laughs> well, when you look at some of the other numbers that yeah. some of the girls were putting up, uh, Mariah Buss from Lincoln Lutheran, I think, had more than 600 kills. Right. So, But, uh, yeah, nobody doubts Lindsey Krause's no. uh, <laughs> credentials for sure, a Nebraska recruit. But, yeah. uh, you know, the Skyhawks have a lot of other firepower. You mentioned Duchenne. I think they're, again, probably the logical number two choice. Um, I'd throw probably a couple more Class B teams out there in Waverly mm. and uh, – Oh, I was going to say someone else. Oh, uh, Norris. I, mm-hmm. I put them up yeah. there. And, you know, here's the thing this year, Mike. Uh, Elkhorn South is moving up to Class mm-hmm. A. So they were the Class B runner-up last year. So that's one less team that uh, Scott needs to worry about, possibly at the state tournament. Elkhorn South, of course, has Riley Gray, mm-hmm. another Nebraska recruit. So very solid uh, squad there. But, uh, you know, I, I'd say those are the top teams in Class B going in with, with Scott probably the logical number one norris is you brought them up they're young right do they have some young talent there right right um and you probably have to uh mention the head coach is uh christina bosiger and her daughter Maisie was the setter last year as a freshman i mm-hmm. think they ran a two-setter attack she might be the only setter this year but so though she'll be back she was really good as a freshman mm-hmm. she'll be even better as a sophomore but like you said they are young but uh i really expect them to be one of the best teams in b and who could challenge Wahoo in Class C1? That is a little more difficult, Jake, mm-hmm. because uh, here we go with the change in class again. And, um, you know, one of the top teams to always challenge Wahoo in any sport is Wahoo Newman. Mm-hmm. Well, they're dropping down to C2 this year. So that's that's a rarity that the, the Cavaliers will be in C2. So, um, again, one less team out of the mix for the Warriors to uh, worry about. They had a really... Uh, outstanding season it was expected last Mm. year and i think it's expected to a point this year um maya larson the Mm. the coach's daughter great season last year as a freshman so another year of experience for her as far as who will challenge them i'll probably throw uh one of our favorites grand island central catholic out there sharon zavala's Mm. got more than a thousand career wins and it's one of those programs where they just sort of uh reload from year to year so I, I'd, I'd put the Crusaders up there, but, uh, you know, right now, Warriors, probably clear-cut number one. And I think any high school volleyball discussion has to, at some point, include Superior's Kaylin Meyer. What can we expect from Superior this year? Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Um, I think a <laughs> decent, somewhat decent athlete. Well, she's only been our uh, two-time athlete of the year and she's going to be a senior and she has a chance has a chance right a really good chance Mm -hmm. to be our first three-time athlete of the year outstanding in volleyball outstanding in basketball even more outstanding in track yeah she's set a national mark last year so like you said um superior definitely going to be in the mix in class c2 i think wahoo newman dropping down is probably going to be in the mix too but uh you know, Superior didn't win it last year, uh, so that's added motivation for them. And, and just having Kaylin on the squad, and I'm sure not that's winning it last year is going to be added motivation for Kaylin and for that entire team. So, uh, yeah, watch out for for Kaylin Meyer. And uh, you know, when I when I do the uh, annual Athlete of the Year story, and I talk to the other coaches that mm-hmm. uh, coach her at Superior. Um, 
I know sometimes they'll say, you know, and this sounds weird, volleyball is probably her third best sport, mm. you know, because she's a Nebraska volleyball mm. recruit. And that yeah. just shows what a great athlete she is and, and how good she is also in basketball and track. So um, definitely an outstanding athlete, something uh, superior, def- definitely has uh, something to be very proud of. She has a little si- younger sister, too, that's coming. That's, that, uh, was that's right. I think she was on the track or something. Right, like that right. I think she was on the volleyball team last right. year as a freshman. So, right. yeah, another one coming up. Boy, talk about big shoes to fill <laughs> yeah, with big sister. Yeah, I don't think you could expect, expect quite that. But yeah. uh, still, having someone named Meyer on the team is, is a positive. Mm. All right, and how many uh, how many returning members of the All Nebraska first team do we have this year? Uh, funny you should mention that, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> we have five of the seven back. So I, I, I'm That's thinking good. back. I think the only two that aren't back are the uh, Jaden Centino, the uh, libero from Millard West. Mm. She went to Iowa State, and uh, uh, Emily Bressman, the hitter from uh, Marion. Mm. She went on to Creighton. So uh, the five we have back are. The aforementioned Lindsey Krause from Scott, um, also mentioned Kaylin Meyer from Superior, uh, then two from Millard North, Izzy Lukens, their setter, uh, McKenna Ruck, their outside hitter, uh, middle slash outside hitter, she's going to UNO, and uh, I mentioned Mariah Buss, she's going to Wichita State, she's a Lincoln Lutheran, and she led the state with 637 kills last year, and she did that while battling through uh, some hip flexor issues. So um, if she's 100% healthy this year, look out because she might go even higher. What is the state record for kills in a season? I'm putting you on the spot here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) you know, Jake, funny you should mention (laughs) 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 that. I I think it's uh, just off the top of my head. I think it's 800 and something, and it might be Kyla Rorig from uh, Papio from some years back. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's more than 637, but still, just think of that number. Oh, yeah. my gosh, how many swings. Uh, you just wonder how their, uh, how their shoulder, shoulder can take that over the course of a, over, of a season. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, it should be a great season, as always, a lot of talent. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a hard pivot here. Um, hard pivot. Hard, very hard pivot. We're going to go to basketball. And Mike Sodder has his hoops rankings coming out. 2020 already dropped. Um, and then we'll have 2021 and some probably some 2022 players to watch here. Sure. At some point. Um, <laughs> one of these one of these <laughs> days. Hey, Jake, let me just interject that uh, yeah. it just came to me <laughs> with the help <laughs> of my record book. It was Kyler Rorig, 812 kills. So that is the state record. Perfect. Oh, carry 800, on. 812. How about that memory? Yeah, <laughs> she has she has eight hundred twelve, and the team record for Class A kills in one season is Papillion La Vista in two thousand seven with one thousand six hundred twenty four. So oh. like that's a lot for one individual. That's a ton. That is quite a few. Yeah. Wow. We um, were lo- we were looking it up as you were talking. But it's all, right. <laughs> all right, carry on. <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 used I'm used to uh, I'm used to solder interrupting me. So it was uh, we're not paying attention to what you're saying. <laughs> Um, Before we get to basketball, since we're already a little off the rails, um, (laughs) let's take a minute here and thank our sponsor, Look Architectural Coatings. They specialize in commercial wall and glass graphics, those window clings. Yeah, any, any, you know, when you walk into a business and there's like a window partition that has like some neat graphic or like a waterfall look or something, they do those kind of things. 
Yeah. yeah. Call Mike. Good guy. Look, architectural coatings. Apparently, the theme of today's podcast Mike. is Mike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a like good it. name. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's jump to All basketball right. here, though. And in 2020 and 2021, it's very similar to football. There's a debate at the top, number one, number two. And let's start right there at 2020. Um, you kept Donovan Williams at number one, mm-hmm. despite the quickly rising Max Morell, who you have at number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Donovan tore his ACL in April. So I decided he didn't play the whole summer, really. And he had already committed to Nebraska. Uh, one, a couple of reasons for keeping him is at number one, is one, Nebraska is a program that's clearly on the rise. Two, I'm a believer that you don't lose your spot due to injury. And um, and he will also come back. I think he's thinking like maybe – the start of the basketball season from, I mean, that's pretty quick from an ACL injury, but um, at least he'll be back for the good chunk of the season, I think, or, or the last third at least. So, and he's an awfully talented kid. Mm-hmm. So um, all of those factors are why I kept Donovan at number one and, and, and I didn't change him. You can make a case that Max Morell for sure deserves to be number one. Um, he's got offers from everywhere. I mean, he's got nine power conference offers or something like that. So, um, you know, Creighton, Creighton, Nebraska, uh, Iowa, TCU, Stanford. That's good enough. So <laughs> there's I'm always, more. I'm always impressed. He does that off memory. Um, and then, um, K-State's another one. So, and they just won the big 12. So I, y- you have all those schools that have offered scholarships to him. Um, he had a, gigantic summer uh, spring and summer on the AU circuit and even in June with the high school stuff and the camps that he went to um, but he's clearly talented athletic smart all those things um, we'll see it, the gap closed for sure from one to two or three or four or five mm-hmm. um, with Max and and we'll see based on his the next set of these will be in uh, mid-season, kind of around the moratorium. So it's kind of after a, a month of the season. But um, we'll see if, if that continues and, and how that goes. Miller North's going to be really good, and uh, Max is going to be a big piece of that. But um, that's why that's kind of why I kept Donovan, and, but moved Max up, obviously, clearly mm-hmm. to number two. He deserves that. He was number three. Um, speaking of number three, Jaden Booth goes from two to three. Committed to UNO, and there's a debate there too. So Jaden Booth or Latrell Wrightsell at, at number three, which one? And they're both similar players. They're both more more so a shooting guard than they are a point guard. Um, Booth is committed to to UNO or uh, Omaha, and has been and likely if he he committed before all the summer stuff started, and if he would have stayed uh, uncommitted, he likely would have gotten more scholarship offers than that. Uh, during the season, so or during the summer, spring and summer, Wrightsell, on the other hand, did do well in June at the um, the camp in Kansas City. He was good there. That's when he kind of started popping a little bit, and then he was very good at uh, team camp in Rockford, Illinois, the second June NCAA live period, uh, playing for Omaha Central, and had a good AAU season too. Um, he offers from North Texas. Uh, South Dakota State, SIU, Edwardsville, and Northern Illinois. 
Um, so kind of all over the, the board there, you have a Conference USA offer and, and a really good Summit League offer and uh, MAC offer in Northern Illinois uh, and Edwardsville is uh, Ohio Valley. But Wrightsell clearly closed the gap. He moved up from five to four, and, and there's a clear argument and case to be made that he should be three, or if not, I mean, some people think two. Or, um, so there's a question there. And five, Justin Bubak jumped from nine to five. He has virtually every Division two offer in uh, like a 300-mile <coughs> radius right now. Um, Sioux Falls and Kearney, um, Missouri Western, um, Truman State, basically all of almost all of the MIAA um, and some of the NSIC. So those are two of the best conferences in the country. And so he's a very high-level Division II player. Uh, for me, I think he, he fits at a, a probably a low-major Division I school. Uh, there just isn't a lot of those around here. But we'll see. I, if you can play at a high-level Division II, like a Northwest Missouri State, you can play in the Summit League or something like that. You, you just can't. Um, so I, he, that's the reason why he jumped up. He's, he's deserving. He had a... a a heck of a, a summer and a, what you could call a breakout summer. Uh, I knew his name. People around here did, but from a regional standpoint, not a lot of people did. And so that's that's why he moved up. Very talented top five, and we could kind of see some moving and shaking. And I think I think we're seeing kind of some tears shake out, to your point. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, back to number one versus number two, because I think it's more what Max can do mm-hmm. versus what Donovan will or will not do this year what does max morell need to do to jump up to that top spot uh i think really just be more consistent like with his high school team because that's something last year there were there were stretches where he would just kind of be okay with you know five six seven eight points and four rebounds well you should be you know give me 14 and 10 um or at least give me rather than the five six points seven eight whatever give me you know ten a night and five a night <laughs> you know just so, a tick up just a little more consistency there he's not a guy that's demanding the ball and wants it he relies on his teammates to get him it um so that's uh that's just something i think that that i personally need to see more from he's awfully talented and athletic and all those things fantastic human being as a, as a kid um so there's, there's none of that is, is a question in my mind. It's just need to see a little more consistency. Okay. Um, and then last question here for 2020, who could jump into the top 10? I, uh, know, I know Omaha Roncalli's Jack Dotzler. Uh, Jack is 14 right now. He's committed to Morningside. Um, it'll be tough for Jack to do that um, just size-wise. It's just it's hard. He has a couple of big guys in front of him. The one guy that could uh, clearly, I think, is John Shanklin uh, with a, uh, a a strong uh, high school season. He could be a guy that he's at 12 right now. He was at 20, and I've just moved him up to 12, so that's a pretty big jump. But he's finally a kid that he's, he grow, grew an inch in a year, so he's 6'8 now. Um, and he's finally a kid that all his life has been, man, the potential on him, potential, potential. Well, at some point, potential needs to match production. And they need to kind of come together a little bit. And that's what he finally did this summer. Um, and I've told him that. 
<laughs> to his face. We, he asked me why he was rated so low, and I told him. Um, so this, and he showed a lot of things this summer. He can step out and hit a three consistent, consistently. Um, block shots, obviously runs a floor well. Kind of a toe runner, runs on, his, on the balls of his feet and toes, kind of bouncy looking. So uh, Charlotte Robinson was another guy like that that was kind of bouncing on his toes, just uh, dancing a little bit. But remind, they have the same kind of gait. Um, but that that's a name that for sure could be in the top ten somewhere. Yeah, Jake, uh, when you mentioned Jack Dossler, uh, as the resident Ron Colley expert, <laughs> I got I got to weigh in on this kid because <laughs> Mike and I were talking about him a little while ago. Yeah. It's just so much fun to watch, and not just in basketball, but football as the quarterback. And oh. you know, last year in football when he got hurt, it went south uh, in the playoffs against Scotts Bluff. But in basketball. You know, stayed healthy and and took mm-hmm. him to that final against Pius the tenth, and right. uh, you know, just a great run by the Crimson Pride, and and Jack was a big part of that. And Alex Rogers, of course, was too. Mm-hmm. Now graduated, but uh, you know, when Jack fouled out of that Pius game, that was pretty much Sad. it for the Crimson yeah. Pride. But uh, you know, great parents, um, Pat and and Janice, and uh, d- just a really fun kid to watch. Mm-hmm. I would tell you, I going to I was at their football practice just real quick. He has like an an innate ability to escape pressure. <laughs> like this little quarterback, right? Like I mean, he's what five ten, five eleven, and like he can just escape and he can run and he knows his. If there's a football IQ like that kid has it. I mean, it's it's incredible. Even yesterday in practice, I'm like, how do you get out of there? Like, it, it's funny. Um, when you see a quarterback at the high school or the college or the pro level that almost seem to have eyes in the back of their head right. where somebody is just about ready to get them and then they kind of do a, a 360 and spin out of there somehow. And yeah. at the high school level, I think Jack's definitely one of those people. He has a feel for stuff like that, even basketball-wise. This is why he's a good basketball player. So basically what I'm getting out of this is uh, why isn't Jack Dotsler <laughs> rated number one yeah. in football and basketball? Well, Come on, Sauter, um, where you at? Um you know, sometimes God gifts you with uh, height and, and athleticism, and sometimes he doesn't. And uh, not saying he's not a, a good athlete, because he is, but he's not, you know, uh, jumping over 30 in a vertical and 6'4 and all that stuff. So oh, nothing tr- he can do about it. There's not, nothing oh. he can do about oh, that Oh, trust stuff. me, I know all about not being gifted with height. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, let's jump to 2021 real quick. Okay. And I just have two questions on this because I know that one of them, well, actually both of them are probably going to be a little controversial here. Let's, uh, talk a little bit about the debate for number one, number two, Chucky Hepburn, Hunter Salas. Yeah. Hepburn, um, Hepburn and Salas. I mean, I, it's, if there's a, like one A and one AA, like it's, it's pretty much those two. I mean, it's, you're splitting hairs very much so. Um, Chucky, we kept it one again this time. Uh, the first iteration of, of that class we did after the high school season and put Chucky at one, and then, you know, after the summer, we'd reevaluate. Um, Chucky's high school career has been better, and he's had a, had a better high school kind of year. His team led his team farther and more wins and all of that. Um, even though Hunter did, if you look at the stats, he killed it last year. Um, I think it was something like 16, 17 points a game and, and shot like 52% or something. So um, it, that is important, obviously. But we, we take everything kind of into consideration. One, um, scholarship offers matter, right? 
college coaches get paid to make those decisions, not me. So um, Chucky and Hunter have both have Creighton offers and Nebraska offers. Hunter has more power conference offers. Chucky just got an offer from the Valpo and Loyola and, you know, some Valley-ish schools. So I don't know if that's where he ends at that level he ends up or does he end up at Creighton or do they both end up together at Creighton or Nebraska or something? That would be fun. So, um, that was, that was going to be one of my questions yeah. there. There's a pot. There's a legit possibility that could happen. I frankly, I've asked both of them. So kind of reminds me of uh, Antoine Young and Josh Jones from right. back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Both those playing at Creighton. Right. So right. That would be like, that'd be a coup. Cool mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they could get Max Morell too, then you're pretty good. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good. Looking at the bigger picture on those two teams, I'm a Bellevue West. Um, we've known Doug Woodard a long yeah. time and the way the state tournament ended last year for the Thunderbirds, not the way that they had wanted. Right. I'm sure that's going to be added motivation for Chucky and for the Thunderbirds. Yeah. And, with Millard North, it's going to be interesting with the kid coming over New from mix. AL. Yeah. And just, just the mix that they're going to have and, uh, you know, getting them all to play together as a team. So that'll be fun to watch those two right. teams. The 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 Salas-Hepburn debate will be something. I mean, as Hunter matures physically, because he's not even close. I mean, mm-hmm. people, I mean he's, he's just now kind of hitting that. Um, and as he matures physically, he he's likely – Likely down the road, he's he's probably the the better prospect. Who knows? Chucky's going to be really good you know, for the rest of his life as long as he stays mm-hmm. healthy. Um, very good. He's he's already six foot six one and one hundred ninety six pounds. He doesn't need to get gain weight or anything like that to play point guard at a high level. He's got s- excellent vision, s- tremendous IQ. Um, Shot the ball from distance a little rougher than you'd like last year. Kind of regressed a little bit. I know that's something he's working on. Um, and his athleticism is there, too. He can go off two feet and dunk with two hands and all of that. But Hunter's length and just instincts defensively to tip balls, and he makes big plays and big moments, too. Both of them do. Um, that'll be It'll be a debate, and it's kind of like they'll, there probably will be a point where I, it goes to Hunter's favor, and it may come back to Chucky. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, and I don't honestly, I don't think either one really care. Yeah, um, it's 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 something that you know I, other people talk about, and not them. It's um, it's similar to Watts versus Betts. They're both yeah, they're both there very good players. It doesn't really matter who's number one. It doesn't they really don't matter who's care number either. two. Yeah, yeah, because you could easily the next time you yeah. have it, Salas could be one, and Hepburn could be two, and then the time after that, it's Hepburn one, Salas right, two. It's, just, it's yeah. It there's this is the second iteration and there's five more to go for that class. So we're 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 probably good. And at some point it'll flip, I'm guessing. I just don't know when. All right. And I know that this is one that you're gonna get some controversy about. Right. I try not to read your mentions. Um <laughs> I feel sorry for you whenever I do. Um uh, but you have Miller Norse, Jaden Johnson. He enters the ratings. He hasn't played a right. second of Nebraska high school basketball. He, yeah, enters, he enters the ratings at number six. Hasn't played a game at, in, in Nebraska, but people know enough about it. It's not like he's coming from, like, Dubuque or something, right? He's yeah. coming from AL. They play Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, they, they play occasionally teams from Nebraska and have the last couple of years and the max shootout thing, and they do in the summer all the time. And um, Jaden's uh, cousins with Hunter Salas and knows – I mean, they they know everyone. I mean, everyone knows him. I've also seen him play a, enough, I think, to get a good feel for him and what he can do and what he can't do. 
Um, I've seen him for a couple of years now in the summer. Um, and also not just the summer playing for AL, but he played for Martin Brothers, the AU, the last couple of summers. And I've seen him. I saw him in Atlanta this year too. So um, he he doesn't have any offers yet, but he has a long list of schools that are interested and have been calling Colorado State um, is one that kind of just pops off the top of my head. Uh, West Virginia is another school that's been talking to him. He's six four point guard that kind of can do a lot of different things. And um, well, he enters because, frankly, like he's good enough and he deserves it. And people around here have have seen him play. Leaving him out, I think, wouldn't be. Um, I guess it wouldn't be the prudent thing to do. And people will be like, well, leaving him out. If you would have left him out, you would have an opportunity for someone else. But the kid's good enough. He's going to play. He's going to be here for two years in Omaha and at Miller North for two years. And he's going to play a lot and he's going to help them. And they're clearly going to be the favorite to win the state championship. And he's going to be a big piece of it. So if I didn't have him in there, people are like, why don't you have this kid? (laughs) So, um, a couple, all those factors are kind of what went into putting him in. And, I, start, I and that's a good starting spot because he can go up or down a little bit depending on right. how he performs. I don't think it'd be fair to the kid if you left him out. Right. When he belongs, like you said, he's not coming from far away. And uh, it'll be interesting to see Tim Cannon bringing that all together for Millard North. Right. You know? their, their height and length at Millard North is going to be – in the story I wrote when it was kind of official that he was coming to uh, from AL to Millard North, I mean, you have six four, six four, six six, six eight, or six nine, six seven. That's like their starting five ish. And then, and then you have six four and six six, or or six six coming off the or six four and uh, either six six or six seven coming off the bench. In Nebraska, that doesn't happen very we're, often. We're still talking about a high school team, right? Yeah, high school basketball. Team. I think that Millard North gym is going to be a really fun place to be this year, right? Because. Uh, you know, it's pretty loud, even when they've had some mediocre years mm-hmm. in the past. And the exciting team that I think everybody expects them to have this year. Right. It's uh, it's going to be something out and there. And the, the something, too, is so the fall is uh, st- September is when it recruitment kind of opens up and contact periods and stuff. So coaches can go back out and see open gyms and that, like on Wednesdays or whatever nights and workouts and things. So the amount of college coaches are going to be rolling through that door. (laughs) Quite a few. Yeah. Specifically if like Max hasn't committed yet and then you still have Hunter and then Jaden. And I mean, there's, there's a lot. And Jason green is like six, seven. He's really good. He didn't probably get talked about enough. We're probably looking too far ahead here, but how fun would a Bellevue West Miller North state title game be? Well, it'd be fun. Um, but, they got there's still there's some chat like central's going to be really good west side's going to be good um there's challenges there too i mean oh you, yeah it's it's not locked in that's uh, we're yeah we're looking, it would be it would be fun here, the, one of the best games that i saw all like spring and summer was when uh chucky and hunter went head to head their two teams so that was fun that was like the first weekend and it was a really close game and there were a ton of people watching i mean like when i say a ton probably like four or five hundred watching an AU basketball game in Omaha. So um, that, that, it was, it was, that would be fun. And those two, like 
people want to create a rivalry between those two and then there isn't one they get along fine they're friends like there's no issues there that like they don't hate each other or anything like that so um they grew up playing together um and when they were little so i i think that they're gonna be um I, that would be fun but i there's other there's central got they're gonna be yeah a team to be reckoned with there. And South is the defending champion and they only really lost Tavion Anderson. Tavion was good, but like they returned their three main guards and post player that started. I mean, they trimmed four of their five starters and they won it last year. Josh Ludke on line four wants to say yeah, something. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's he's always, you know, he, Josh <laughs> loves that underdog. Josh, I hope you listen to this. He loves that underdog role. He loves it. And, um, and every time like, Stu's ratings come out or something, and he's lower than he thinks. He's uh, there's always it's just extra motivation. Now prep will be a team that you won't that you'll if you're gonna beat prep, you need to beat them early because they're only gonna get trim, like significantly better. I think as the season goes along and into February and the guts of it, they're gonna be like a lot better than they are in December. Specifically, if their football team does as well as we think they might. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll keep an eye out for those ratings and ratings columns and at some point 2022 high school basketball players to watch. Well, I know maybe, one maybe and that's Jason Green. If, I will tell you if, if Jason Green if if the if the 2022 class if, if it was time we don't rate them yet. Um, normally that's the mid-season one or even after is that that uh to be or sophomore class. And if I was doing it right now, Jason Green would be number 1, 2, 3, 4 and 5. <laughs> like I don't there's no one I, there's no one close yeah. um, and that's not my opinion I think that's a lot of people's opinion that he's like head and shoulders significantly ahead of anyone else in Nebraska in that 2022 class all right Mike will we have you here um, I want to take advantage of getting you in here having some predictions which before- Mike Patterson oh Thank you. Because you're here every <laughs> week. Um, before football kicks off uh, next week, volleyball at the same time, um, I want to get some bold predictions, kind of some – because oh, you also yeah. cover Friday nights, and Sodder won't make predictions for I won't. Me. I hate doing predictions. Um, so I'll, I'll, start, <laughs> I'll start off here. I'll get, in the, I'll get in the season of it. My bold prediction, Bellevue West sweeps football and men's basketball titles. Boys basketball titles, but yeah, yes, boys. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, so Mike, who that's your bold prediction? That's my bold. Your bold prediction is that the number one team <laughs> in, <laughs> in the football and likely a top three team in basketball wins both. Boys. How about a semi bold prediction? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm a little rusty because you won't match me prediction for prediction, so I don't get to exercise it very often. Well, I will say, Bellevue West is the most talented football team. It's just a matter of they can stay healthy. Hey, at least I go on record with my picks. I'm not. I don't do predictions. Mm. All right. Who who are some teams for you to watch in Class A football? Well, you just mentioned the big one, uh, Jake, uh, Bellevue West. And, you know, just uh, kind of from what we know, of course, they haven't lined up and kicked it off yet. So a lot of it is just uh, talk. But a lot of the usual suspects, I think, are going to be there. You're mm-hmm. Millard West and uh, Westside and – and teams like that, we mentioned prep. Um, I, I think they might be back a little bit with a vengeance this year. Uh, didn't have quite the season that they mm-hmm. hoped to have last year. But, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about earlier on Grand Island. They've lost quite a bit. They've got some players back. But, boy, 
you can't take away from what they uh, accomplished last no. year, making it all yep. the way to the yeah. final. You got to throw the defending champs, Burke, in there, of course. So um, Millard South, Millard South, yep. Andy Means always does a great job out there. So um, take your pick from any of those, and I'm, I'm probably leaving out a couple that I, that I should mention. Lincoln Southeast. Oh yeah, Lincoln. yep. Let's go down to Lincoln and mention the Knights too. So. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll see how it all hashes out uh, a week from tomorrow night on Friday night. Yeah. Do you know where you'll be for the first week? I do not. So <laughs> hopefully Ron Collie. <laughs> no, they play Growth. They, Ron Collie Growth is the first. That's week. right. That is their opener. But uh, I think Millard North plays Millard West maybe the first week yeah, Friday at mm-hmm. Buell. I'm sure we'll have Grand Island Carney's that first game too. Right. The first Friday. Right. Night. If I'm not Millard North, Millard West, I'm sure Stu will be. So we kind of hash it out. Early, Thursday, the Thursday, the opening Thursday night is uh, the key game is Burke Southeast early test oh, for both. That's a great, yeah, first game Thursday night and so in, in Lincoln. Right. Speaking of Ron Colley, I'm guessing the Crimson Pride are your Class B pick. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got Scott Week Two. I think they play Scott, so yeah. that'll be a good game. Well. You know, uh, Ron Colley was flying high a few years ago when they went in and played Scott, and I covered that one. And boy, they got they yeah. they stayed close for a half, but Scott just really wore them down in that second half. And you know, Scott always seems to have a little more size and and maybe a little more in the numbers department. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, with Dotsler back at quarterback, that'll that'll give Ron Colley a, at least a, a fighting chance in mm-hmm. in pretty much all their games. But uh, you know. Scott uh, logically is is probably really going to be one of the top class B teams yeah. for sure. They'd be a they'd be a uh, they'd be a really good class uh, A team this year. <laughs> they would. Well, Some m- practice the other day. They they would be. Well, Mike Patterson, I want to thank you for joining us today. Mike had a fantastic Grand Island feature in our high school preview, looking at wh- who they've lost, but also what they have coming back. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out that high school preview, it's on anyprepzone.com. The Super Six, uh, Sam McEwen, Chris Hetty, Evan Bland, as always, did a fantastic job with that. Brendan Sullivan had some fantastic photos out at Camp Ashland. They were awesome. If you haven't seen they knew, those photos were amazing. It was a great location for that perfect um check that out if you haven't check out mike sodder's practice reports uh recruiting reports uh, you know the husker football is about to kick off if if you haven't subscribed yet check it out first month 99 cents fantastic deal and then after that uh sports only is just 5.99 a month that's cheaper than mike patterson's pregame meal most weeks um and also sign up for the Prep Zone newsletter, omaha.com slash sign up. Don't miss any of Mike Patterson's volleyball preview. Uh, we have some stories trickling in for that. That'll be next week. Right. Yep. Ratings coming to next week. Um, until next time, remember, check us out, omaha.com slash podcast, any Prep Zone, iTunes, wherever you listen. Hit that subscribe button. Thanks for listening.